Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Luganville, your host. Thank you very much for joining me. Before time runs out, there is still time for you to join. Go If you have the Fish Donkey app, or if you don't have it, download it. And go on there and search 2021 MN Made Fall Derby. And go ahead and join that. It costs 40 bucks to join, and then we're splitting the pot. Like the prize will be half of that, and then the other half is going towards Future Anglers of Minnesota, our new nonprofit organization that we started up through Minnesota Made Outdoors. So get on there. There's there's only a handful of people right now that numbers I haven't checked on it recently, but the numbers are beatable. You have a, you have a good chance right now if you get in of and it goes till October fifteenth. So you can still join. You still got a couple weeks to get out there. Um, last I checked. The walleye was only 13 and three-quarter inches. Somebody go out there and beat that, please. And so I think, like, uh, the bass is a good one, but it's not insurmountable. 19 and a half inches, that's a good bass, but there are 20s and 20s. It's fall. Fall's time for – this is big bass time. This largemouth bass, by the way. So go out there. Somebody get a big largemouth. So then there's crappies and bluegill are the other categories. So a lot of fun going for a good cause, and the more people involved, the bigger the pot is. So spread it, share it around. Fish Donkey 2021 MN Made Fall Derby. Join it. Let's go have some fun. All right. My guest today is from the dreaded outdoors, Mr. Trey Fails. He is with uh, Lunker Squad, I do believe. Um, Fished. I'm really against him because he's a co-angler and I was a boater for the TOC, but I saw him running around. I meant to go up and like, you know, say hi, meet him in person, but wasn't able to do that. Just so many people down there, but I did reach out to him. I was looking at some of his posts and uh, got him on the podcast and we had a a really good conversation about tournament fishing. And uh, I think you're, you're really going to like it. Tournament bass fishing. I should, I should clarify. And he's just got, like I said, he's got one of those, you know, everybody's got their own outdoor page this day and age. Like everybody's got one, you know, whatever outdoors, the dreaded outdoors. Cause he has dreads. It's a hairstyle, but it's like double entendre, double meaning. Like, it's just, it's one of those names. You're like, dang, that's cool. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Well, one, I don't have dreads, but you know, anyways, uh, so super cool dude. had a ton of fun talking with them i think you guys are gonna really enjoy this episode so here we go this is the full scale outdoors podcast with trey fails (laughs) 
here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. What's up, Trey? How's it going, man? Good. Can you hear me all right? I can. Can you hear me? I certainly can. Perfect. Perfect. Sweet. All right. Well, let's just roll right into it. First of all, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate no, man. It. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me. This is great. Always looking for good content. Yeah, right out of the gate, I have to say, like, everybody has their own outdoor page, right? Like, yep. I do, and this, this outdoors, and that outdoors, and this whatever outdoors. Dude, the dreaded outdoors is one of those names where I'm just like, ah, damn it, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fell into my lap a little bit, you know. The, the, the hairstyle just kind of led to, huh, that kind of rhymes. And I remember hearing when I was a kid, the, I read a book one day, and it said something about the dreaded outdoors that nobody wants to go outside and things like that. And I was like, hmm, that's got a nice little, a nice little ring to it. I'm gonna run with it. And, here we are. Yeah, well, it was a good choice. It's it's just I don't know. It's one. Of, it's catchy. You know, it has double meaning, and it's I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um, well, I appreciate it. That's awesome. How was uh, how was your bass season this year? Hey, it's been uh, it's been a blessing. I don't I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's been it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Better than I've expected it to go this winter i could tell you that this past winter <laughs> yeah i didn't get a chance to go up and introduce myself in person at the toc but i saw you rolling around um yeah no i, I caught you. i caught glimpses of you as well so i, I saw you there That's so many sure. people i mean it's I like impossible to go and and talk to everybody but um yeah so which what club are you fishing out of uh i'm fishing lunker squad bass masters okay there's a lot yep. of how many people are in that club I think we're we're at 30, 30 yeah, something, I want to say, right around there. There seems to be a lot of people in that club. Yeah. So then some stiff competition, too. Some <laughs> really some good sticks. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. some sticks in there. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. And here, my, oh, you're in Loon State Bassmasters. We got, you know, there's what, 15 of us or something, 10 boaters. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> They're all good <laughs> sticks, but it's just like, wow, you know, fishing against 10, you know, good anglers versus 30 is a it's just a different deal right how did so how did what, what lakes did you guys fish this year uh we were we were all over we started on balsam uh the week before minnesota opened actually because we could get over there in wisconsin i was gonna say you um, guys went over to wisconsin yeah so we started on balsam which was the first time i've ever been over on that lake um and i think i ended third or fourth in that oh, nice. event and got big bass with a three pounder it was a super tough tough event so a three pounder one big bass for the co-angler side if that if that's about par for the course but yeah it was it was fun we were there over there um we went to i mean we had an event at, at minnetonka we were over on green and spicer and then rice lake over there as well um and then a mississippi um event and i don't think i don't think i'm missing any it might be but some ground how many yeah. oh, how yeah, many we events do you guys fish a year in your uh club. six events and six, then the okay. two-day toc and do you have the like the one throwaway 
Yep, yep. Oh, we okay. get our the same lowest format. the lowest event is a drop. Yep. Okay, same yep. format for you. Yeah, I put myself in a a huge deficit. I missed the first weekend, so I was like <laughs> pulled zeros. I mean, it was a tough. And it turns out it was a tough weekend for everybody. I think I think Shark was the only one that caught fish. So okay. it's like everybody got points because they showed up. You know, I'm not <laughs> quite sure how that works. Like everybody got second place points. You know, it's like, huh? What? <laughs> and then, I don't and then know. of course, you couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, I got zero, <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, God, that's I'm never, I'm never financially going to recover from this. Um, but it was, <laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't. But then down, we had our two events on the river, not including the TOC. You know, we always, um, we always add the tournament waters to our schedule every year. It's like a built-in scouting, pre-fishing Gotcha. Something works out pretty slick. Yeah, no, that's smart. It worked out great for me this year because I'd never been to that stretch of the river before, and uh, so I had, and I didn't have any time this year, just as life happened to scout or pre-fish or anything. So it definitely was my scouting and pre-fishing. So I did. I took. I won one event and then took second the next day. So I was like, all right, well, you know, if I could finish strong, maybe I can overcome yeah. that zero. Well, I didn't finish strong, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like that um, I was uh, trolling on your page, and it, you have one. There's one picture on there of you. I think it was either Facebook or Instagram. I might have been both. I don't know. But it was uh, where you're leaning over the boat talking to somebody. It's like that one. It's like that look. You're like, oh, they got it. You know, you're yep. looking at that one team. You're like, yeah. I was like, oh my god. It's right, like yeah. we've I might all have been it. there. I might have it. Yeah, nope, they got it. You're they like, how'd it. you do? Yeah. You know, and you're smiling. She's like, yeah, I did that right. You did it right. And all of a sudden, you see that that sack go up to the the scale. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, they got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just demoralizes you. It's like, ah. It was perfect. Mind. It was the perfect little snapshot. I'm like, oh god, I've been there. I think we've all been yep. there. Yeah. I, I was just about to say, I think everyone, if you tournament fish, you've been, you've been there. You've oh, yeah. Been there. I don't know, you know, I'm sure you, you fish terminally, so I'm, I assume you're competitive in nature, and as am I. And it's that when you just don't fish like you think you should have, maybe you're not as hard on yourself as I am, but I'm, like, extremely hard on myself. Oh. And then. I beat myself up. I'm right there with you. Oh, it's just. <laughs> It's so bad, but yep. you know when you're out on the lake and you're out there struggling, and you just can't put it together. You just—I always just assume, well, somebody's somebody's catching them, you know. Oh yeah, like hundred percent. And if and if I am catching them, I'm thinking, well, if I'm catching them, someone's must have just like a giant oh, yeah. sack. Yeah, <laughs> you, yep. know, you know what I mean. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> Never confident in what I'm doing no. at all. <laughs> Never. No. Everybody always thinks I'm sandbagging. You know, I'll come in and be like, "They're hard to do." I'm like. Pfft. Whatever, dude. I got my five, but they're, you know, it's not that great. And, you know, and then they'll throw them on the scales and, or everybody else be weighing in. I was like, oh, shit, I might have a chance here. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Dink fest, I guess. All right, sweet. Yeah. Hey, we caught them, just not everyone didn't right. catch big ones. That's right, fine. Right, right. So how did you finish in your club? Um, I finished in points first overall. Boy, ended, for uh, yeah, I got you know, for the co angler side and I, I got angler of the year for, for Lunker Squad on the co angler division. So I was yeah, I mean I'm still jacked up. It really hasn't set in, I don't think, fully. Um I just keep looking at the, the little trophy that I get and it's like, Really? Hell really? Yeah, dude, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. So it's it was one of my kind of hindsight goals coming into the year, like, hey, if I could win angle of the year and just be consistent throughout like that would be better than even winning a tournament sure um 
and it 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 worked out and it happened i mean consistency kills in bass fishing i'm sure you know that oh, and yeah. it the name stood up i guess you could say yeah. so so is it is it do you guys do a, a co-angler of the year or you yep. just one okay there is a co Yo, so we do it on nice. both sides. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of, that, that is kind of nice. I mean, we don't, we don't, I mean, my club's so small, we only really have like three or four co's anyways, but um, that's kind of nice because you are definitely at a disadvantage. Oh, for sure. I mean, with, for that, sure. with that said, I mean, um, I've been beat by my co yep. <laughs> before. Yep. I mean, hey, so fishing's like, fishing, right? Like, happen, you never really know. Yep. But you don't necessarily get to pick where you go and you know right the technique right. that you would like to fish and so i mean you are definitely restrained by that but it's not it's not insurmountable odds that's no. that's for sure um no i mean john morales is doing pretty good this year is he in your club yeah yep he is that's what he I, is okay, that's what i thought yeah and he was yeah. he was doing good you know and as a co he's crushing it too so he is um, he really is <laughs> yeah well i mean he crushed you crushed it more, so <laughs> this year, anyways. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I've been meaning to get uh, get in the boat with that cat, and I just it just hasn't. I ran into him on a lake one time. Actually, it was in Wisconsin, so it must have been you know before ours opened up this this last year, I think. And he just happened to be at the landing. I was like, "Oh, hey, John, what the hell?" He's <laughs> like, "Well, good. small world." Yeah, he's like, "Well, if I knew you were fishing, I would have I would have went with you." I'm like. It's not like of I course, go. Right? Well, you know, it's not like I go through my Rolodex and, you know, I'm and people are always like, "Well, why don't you call me up?" I'm like, "Why don't you call me up?" You know, exactly. Like, well, I'm not going to invite myself. I'm like, "Why not?" I'm, I yep. mean, if I don't have anybody in my boat, I'm going anyways. Yeah. Yep. If I don't necessarily have somebody in my boat and some random person calls me up, hell yeah, jump in. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> right. No, I'm the same way. Same way. I got an open seat. Like I'm going either way. So right. Hop yeah. In. <laughs> so do you? Do you have a boat? I do. I you do. do. Oh, yeah. You just, so you I, just yep. choose to. You choose to. I did. Yeah. Club. I wanted. This is my first year, kind of getting into bigger, more of more of like a club club style um, okay. event, and I wanted to. I wanted to take a back seat and learn from some of these bigger guys in in this world, and kind of piece together and put it together on my own too in the next coming years down the road here. So I learned more than. <laughs> than I can even remember this year. Uh, just being in the back of a boat with guys like Matt Passma, Justin Hill, it's it's a blessing to be able to share share a deck with them. And they just just from them talking, you know, they're teaching you stuff, and they don't even think they are. But I'm oh, where's my notebook? I gotta I gotta remember this. <laughs> right. uh, so it's yeah. Go so, pro I mean, record. It's, <laughs> that's, that's so it's definitely I, I've already seen it just going out fun fishing to myself, putting some of the things that they've taught me to to use and, and having success on it and it's been it's been a, a great year of of just kind of advancing on my own techniques and and skills and and also getting to know a bunch of these these hammers in the state it's been great it's been yeah great. that's a great outlook on it i mean it's something i toy with like i didn't even get into tournament fishing until i got a boat which is what five six years ago now and then gotcha. yeah, i got into the club and then i found that there's this co-angler thing and it's like well, shit, if I'd have known, <laughs> you know, I'd have been like, uh, how much further along would I be in the whole tournament thing? You know, I'm not a spring right. chicken. I'm 48, de- I'm 48 degrees, 48 years old. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's like I'm getting into the game kind of late, but I, th- I even now I think about it, I'm like, man, maybe I should fish as a co. You know, like, mm-hmm. 
you can only really kind of learn so much you on your own. Yeah, I yep. mean, yep. everybody has their styles. We definitely get stuck in ruts. I, I, I guess I can't speak for you, but I know I do. Oh, 100%. So what are 100%. some of the what are some of the biggest things that you took away from this season fishing as a co? Like what were some of the yeah. things that you learned? Um, learning how to how to break down water given the condition. Um, like I know I would get into modes where if I went out to a lake um, that I had history on, I would try to repeat the same same things that I was doing, right? Like if I caught them flipping grass, I would go out and try to flip grass or if I caught them flipping docks or whatever that's what i would go do um and i I just kind of really learned to to show up at the ramp that morning if it's if it's cloudy the wind's blowing whatever the conditions may be and adapt and and learn and try to try to figure out what the fish are doing on that given day um and fish the wind is is one thing that that honestly that i took away that was a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be um when when that wind starts going don't shy away from it and try to hide um that'll that's what i would do um i didn't have i don't have an ultrex on my boat i have the maxim oh, so there is wind else is that my... doesn't have one in this day hey. oh. <laughs> yes sir brothers so wind arms is not or lack thereof yeah. <laughs> so i would always try to hide from it and these last couple months i've just been forcing myself to tough it out and fish in the wind and 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 get those bigger bites that are you know out there and that that wind's triggering them to go so that is that's one of the things that that i kind of learned and just to kind of be don't be afraid to scrap what you what you know and go do something else completely off the wall that's that's the other thing i would always just kind of oh they're not doing this well the fish aren't biting today well they're they're biting somewhere somehow you just got to figure it out and make it happen yeah that that's definitely a good conversation to have in your head um because yeah. it's just so easy to be like well i guess they're just not biting today and it's like well you th- you know that's not true because if this was a tournament like we already said somebody's got them yep. somebody's figuring it out so yep. that somebody needs to be you exactly, so go exactly. figure it out exactly you know yep and when you go through everything you usually do, well, it's time to think outside the box and, and fish outside your comfort zone, and maybe you'll stumble right. upon something, you know. Yep. Uh, did you grow up, grow up fishing, or how? when did you get into this? Yeah, so I grew up not kind of competitively. I was a played sports growing up, so that was my competition. Um, what was but your sport? I would always uh, – baseball was – was my sport. I was, I played in college. Um, but I also, you know, played football in in high school as well. Um, but when I would always fish and try to try to sneak away to practice as early as I can to get the last couple, couple hours of sunlight to go try to try to catch one. But I started kind of competitive fishing after, after college baseball ended, um, started with tiny boats. And after, after that year, I was like, yep, this is, this is what I want to do. So we're going to try to go and do this thing uh, at a bigger level. And that's where the, the whole club tournament came into, came into play. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm kind of torn because I want to fish more tournaments, but then I, I also like am being real with myself and like I have this little angel devil battle going on. It's like, shouldn't you get consistently good with your small club before you start <laughs> spending right. more money on some of these <laughs> tournaments, you know? And it's like, yeah, probably. But then it's like, but if I only fish the smaller club, how much am I learning? How much am I challenging myself? You know what I mean? Like it's, yep. uh, or maybe it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. For sure. Maybe I need to do the co thing with a 
different league and then just stay as a, a, a voter on with Loon State. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, for sure. That's what I did this year. I was uh, I did a Wednesday night league with one of my buddies, um, and I used my own boat, and we did that. And then I kind of hopped in the back of the boat for Lunker Squad to learn some All right. learn some stuff from from that gear of of fishermen. So it was fun. Man. It was it was a reckless year, a lot of traveling, a lot of fishing, but it was a blast. And I mean, in my opinion, there's only one way to figure out if you want to do it, and that's to go 100% in and just see if you love it and 100 percent, i love it so oh, there, there's no <laughs> doubt i mean just the time i saw you on toc when you're walking around talking to people i mean you're always laughing and smiling and and so yeah you, you can tell that you're just you're in it <laughs> oh yeah gotcha so i mean good, we're, yeah. we're fishing you know yeah like, i know it's, it's great favorite thing to do so you got you gotta, gotta enjoy it yeah it's, a, it's so much fun and for and for me i need like it's weird like going back to what i said like hey if feel free to call me up if you know anybody like hey you got somebody in your boat this weekend because there are times i go fishing by myself and it's i honestly have a hard time if i'm not pre-fishing for a tournament and it's just a random sunday or whatever i'll sit at my house and dilly dally even like ah, i should probably get out and go fishing but just right. fishing for <laughs> myself it's just it's like eh. <laughs> you know what i mean like i, I, I mean maybe you. maybe i'm alone in that but like if I'm fishing with somebody else, I'm all in. Let's go. And tournament, for sure, all in. Let's yep. go. Like, I don't take breaks, but the only time I eat or drink anything is, like, from spot to spot, you know, when the big motor's going. It's oh, probably, you're better than me at that. Probably I, not I'm a health. So no, no, I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably not good because I finished I finished the event just dehydrated as fuck. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Maybe you should Pounding drink. headache on the way home. Oh, just, God, it's horrible. Just, I'm starving, waiting at way in. Just, my stomach's just. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I definitely kill myself there. I don't. I don't eat. I can't. I don't know what it is. I can't eat till I get home. I just, I get so obsessed. I just get like so <laughs> laser focused. Like, yep. It just doesn't even, it literally doesn't even occur to me when I'm out there. Like, it's just, no, I don't got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nuts. Like, I highly recommend if anybody's toying with the idea to just, and don't let the boat thing stop you. People on listeners podcasts have heard me harp on this before, but it's like, there are co's. Could just be yep. a co-angler. You do not need a boat. I mean, just no. go out there, have some fun. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn oh. probably more than if you had a boat. Which brings I would, us back yep. to what we we're already talking about. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, are you gonna stick with Co's next year? <sighs> that's see. That's where Ooh, I'm kind of in a position. <laughs> yep. So, but I'm kind of I'm kind of late now. I'm hoping to make some upgrades here to the to my boat. I want to get an Altrex. Um, that's honestly first and foremost. Yes. So if I can, if I can make that happen here over the winter, I'm going to hopefully sign up to be a boater. If not, I have no problem getting in the back of the boat again. So it's kind of all just dependent here, you know, what we can, what we can make happen. Cause you know, they're not giving those things away. No, <laughs> no, they're not. But that is something that I do think about. So, I mean, I didn't do great at the TOC, but I felt for like, never really fishing it before i felt like i i did okay i think i finished 28th overall or 31st or something like that you know middle of the pack or upper middle of the pack whatever i mean again not not great but i got five fish each day that's something right yep better Um, than a lot of guys right so i i i took that and then so 
going on to that Ultrax thing or any electronics, power poles or, you know, I got, I, I got a yep. Hummingbird 7, you know, on the, on the console and that's, you know, it's got side imaging and that's great. And I use it a lot, but yeah, I got an old trolling motor, no power poles, you know, you're mm-hmm. fishing in current, you're, you know, the wind with the winds blowing. It's so, I feel like I'm definitely disadvantaged and I'm, was able to fish at least moderately well against people with a lot better equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I try yep. to keep that in mind too. And just as like boost of confidence for myself, it's like, well, what could I do if I had all the toys, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, I have that conversation every, after every tournament, I get, <laughs> I get whooped in. Like, oh, right, yeah, but you just wait. You just wait. Till yeah. I, I try not to use that as support, an excuse but... <laughs> either. <laughs> Oh no. And I oh, and no. I don't think that I do. I don't I don't ever leave a tournament thinking, well I would have won if I would have had spot lock. Right. Now right. every time the wind blows more than ten miles an hour, I usually, you know, God damn it, I wish I had spot lock. I, I oh, must have yelled that a hundred <laughs> yeah. times a day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, but there are so many times, especially if you're on like a deep weed bite or you know, some sort of offshore structure bite. I mean it's just huge. You're not really paying. You're paying as much attention to your line and your bait as you can, but that wins. You just, you half your brain is just on boat control. Yep. No. Exactly. Exactly. Then if you do catch one, now you're fighting it. Then if you have to measure it or if you have to call or do whatever, now you've blown off the spot, oh, 50, yeah. 60 yards. You got to fight your way back up to the spot. It's like, oh my god. Yep. And nine times out of ten, you blow right on top of the structure you're fishing. Exactly. Like, Come on now. Exactly. Come or on. yeah. Or the the guys at spot lock you up there and they boop, you know, press that button and they can fish off the back of their boat, you know, downwind. Yep. It's like, um, I can't do that. <laughs> no, nope, not at all. I have to stay on that damn troll motor. Right. I'm about to go sucks. by a couple anchors here. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Seriously. Right. I mean, there's probably some days that wouldn't be a bad idea. No, you know, honestly. You're out on Malax trying to fish a, you know, boulder or something and you know, you know how it is with the those brown ones, you gotta just soak it for forever sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm terrible at. That's not that is I'll admit, smallmouth are not my strong suit. And that's something I need to work at. I hear you. No, I hear that. Hundred percent I'm I'm the same way. That's kinda what I spent the beginning of this year forcing myself to do is just smallmouth fish. Just go learn it. Go mm-hmm. figure it out. Go see what a boulder looks like on side imaging with the new graphs. Like, go figure it out. And yeah, it's I'm still feel like I'm blind. When yeah. I was well, well, how, did you did you have some success doing it? Did you? Yeah. Learn no, I, I figured I figured some things out. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I figured that they'd eat top water in almost 20 foot of water. It oh, yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, don't shy away from throwing a popper out off the end of a wing dam or, or a rock bar or something like that in deep water either. So it's, I don't know. It, it's, I feel like I, whatever I learn and then I go try to replicate it, the fish change and it's completely different. I got to switch it up anyway. So especially in that, and especially in that clear water, like that, oh. that happened to me. Our, so our last two events, we were in the, we kind of did surprise lakes weekend we everybody put an area of the state in a hat and we drew you know and we drew grand rapids so we went up there or i think deer river or whatever and okay. we fished deer lake which is crazy well both lakes were crazy clear it was a deer lake and then wabana i think it's called both like super okay. clear and i think it was wabana 
Yeah. It was Wabana. It wasn't supposed to be any wind, so I had in my mind to do top water already. You get there, and there's already waves in the lake. I'm like, um, <laughs> this is not calm. This is really right. <laughs> kind of shoots my plan in the ass. So I head out to this spot, that, and so I did a, the opposite of what you're saying, like embrace the wind, right? I went around the end of this island, but it was because that's where I was, I was already a spot that I picked out on the map that I wanted to oh. fish anyways. It just happened sure. to be on the the lee side of the island so i started with my popper and worked the shoreline nothing nothing kind of got the end of this the corner it's kind of a point but not really just more where the island kind of takes a turn and uh yeah i just hear that slurp i look over my bait's gone taken off reel down set the hook uh caught a smolly and when i got something like oh is there a reef or something over there so when the boat finally got to where he hit it's like nope 20 feet of water yeah it's <laughs> crazy like, all right it's crazy i mean me. i wasn't totally shocked i mean it's not the first time i've I've ran across that pattern, but the frustrating part is I think that was the only fish I could catch doing that. They they kept hitting it and missing it somehow. It's just huh. so irritating. Huh. I hate that. Oh, That's it's, the biggest, it's, oh, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. There was one that was just like circling it like Jaws. Like it literally oh, was just no. making, I could see him out there just doing laps around my bait. I'm like, what are you doing? Eat it. So I'd just leave it sit. I wouldn't even move it. Then he'd kind of start drifting off. Then I'd twitch it, and he'd kind of turn back, or I'd pop it, and he'd chase it a little bit. But then eventually he just lost interest and went away. And I couldn't get him to react to anything else. Crankbaits, net rigs, drop shots, pretty much everything but slow rolled a spinnerbait down there, which maybe I should have. I don't know. But, <laughs> God, it was so frustrating. Oh, yeah. No, that's the worst thing, especially when you watch them. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, if you can't see them, if you're fishing something that you can't see, Oh, whatever. Uh, there's just no fish there. But when you watch them come up on top water and they try to eat it multiple times and just don't, ay, ay, ay. What yeah. are we doing? I had one <laughs> slash at it from the side and like his back came out of the water. And so I got to see it was a good one. It was at least three, you know. Oh. I really could have used it in my bag. And then right. yeah, oh, he <laughs> managed to like spin my popper 180 without getting a hook in his face. I'm like, And then he never came back. I was like, oh my God. Makes no sense. <laughs> just, no I was sense. like, I was so frustrated. <sighs> Those stupid things. But yeah, that right. that's kind of me. I need to start forcing myself to fish fish my weaknesses, you know. Yep. And uh, just shore it up. You got to constantly keep keep improving. Right. And that's the toughest thing to do, I think, as, as anglers, is to go out to a lake and fish something that you're not good at. Because, I mean, I always want to go out and smash. Like, I don't care. Right. I, right, if right, I can right, go right, catch right, them, right. I want to go catch them. But I think challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone is, it honestly is probably more beneficial than going out and smashing on techniques that you're great at. You know what I mean? So that's, that's definitely something I'm going to try to do these next few years is just Go out and challenge yourself. If you skunk the day, you skunk the day. But whatever, you learn something. Learn well, what not to do. <laughs> and I think I think I need to spend more time, you know, just scanning, getting to learn a lake, yep. and not even throw a line. I mean, um, that was kind of a tip in talking to David Pekacek about that. You know, he that he'll do that. He'll just idle around and just mark structure. And I think that's actually really important, especially if you're not familiar with the lake, to just really, you know, when it comes game time, you know what that lake has to offer. Because right. you've spent hours upon hours just dissecting it, and that way, when you do find a pattern, whether it's a certain depth or a certain type of structure or weed type, you know, 
you can then apply. You're like, oh, well, I know where there's another patch of these weeds. Right. Oh, I know exactly. where there's another rock pile. I know where mm-hmm. there's a good string of docks that looks just like this. Then you can really start to, you know, instead of hunting on game day. So that's yep. something I need to be better at because I like to catch fish. <laughs> yeah. hey, we all do, don't we? That's, that's why we're doing the game it. right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yep. Yeah, but it's that's when it comes to tournament. It's it's a different thing. I don't think it's a, a it, it's definitely not a mistake when the same people are at the top of the list. Right. You know, they're, no, I hear that. They're doing something different. They're working harder, smarter, something. You know. Yep. Yep. It's I don't know. So what are some of the things that you want to prove on next year? What are your yeah, goals? Yeah, I I really want to learn. Uh, I feel like I'm I can go out and catch fish, uh, but I want to learn how to go out and catch target big fish, right? Like, that. I mean, that's what you need in in derbies and stuff like that. And I just I feel like I can get around fish, um, but just finding those the spot on the spot where those bigger fish are going to be conjugating on and 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 hanging out and spending more time. That's just what I want to try to figure out and learn and and learn what to look for and what not to look for honestly on a spot and things like that yeah we're pretty similar and <laughs> it seems like in our challenges and what we want to do because that that was definitely a conversation i've had with myself many times this year it's like yeah i can find fish but they're never the ones that you know i see my, my reoccurring theme at the end of a tournament day and people ask how i did or whatever it's like i did all right i caught fish but i just can't get those kickers you know, right. and those are huge. Yep. Like you gotta have at least I feel like you gotta have at least two good ones in your bag right. to be consistently winning these things. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm getting my fish, but where are those three, four pounders? Where's that exactly. five pounder? You know, I don't need five of them. I should be able to find one. You know, yeah. you know it's like yeah, a lot of averages here, you know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I need to start thinking different. You know, something. Yep. I need to start going just stop fishing for bites and just start fishing for big bites which is a whole nother conversation yeah, you know oh the patience yeah. it takes oh, for yeah. that you know all right right that's that's man that's a tough one right no no and i think that's what sets sets the top anglers apart from anglers you know what i mean is they they know those big fish spots they know how to catch big fish consistently and that's what's going to win you a check yeah i think they you know it stands a reason like almost with any other kind of game, you know, it's like big game animals or whatever it is. When, when animals get to a certain age or fish get to a certain size, they really kind of take on different characteristics. Yep. You know, they, yep. they kind of march to the beat of a different drum and it's not always obvious. No, <laughs> no. And boy, no, does it change all. Lake to Lake. <laughs> yep. Oh my. <laughs> it's unreal how you can fish one lake one day and they're, you know, 25 feet of water weed line drop shot you know it's the only thing you can get them to go on then you go to the (laughs) next like five miles down the road and you have to get into the nastiest scuzziest muckiest weedy shit in two feet of water to get a good bite it's like (laughs) what (laughs) so crazy these natural lakes in this state i tell you oh boy we're blessed oh boy yeah we're blessed and cursed i mean with variety is the spice of life but it's also a massive challenge yeah it really is it really is like that's tonka for me tonka has my number i don't know what it is about that lake but i feel like i go out and practice one day i'll figure it out okay 
cut like 15 pounds and derby day everything's everything's different it doesn't matter <laughs> it's so oh, i don't know that lake just it's got me pegged that i'm gonna figure it out though frustrating out. when you're yep. when your fish when your pattern changes on game day then yep. you're just back to all right back to square one let's, let's try to figure this just thing go out fishing here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just junk this thing together Ugh. and I, yeah i don't that's a lake i probably should spend more time fishing um, Same. Is, is <laughs> there's so much water, but yep. so where's home base for you? Um, Brooklyn Center area. Okay. I'm like 20 minutes away from. Oh, you don't have the, the Maxwell ramp. I know that's the that's the worst <laughs> part about it is I could get there. Well, they could be split. I just choose not to. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I I live in North Metro, so it's like I got to go through you know all the cities. That's that's the excuse that I use. But that's a good one. That's a good one, though. <laughs> but really, it's like I'm intimidated by the lake, if we're being honest. Yep. So that's yep. and I hate with an unbridled passion recreation traffic. Oh, dude. Oh, my. Yeah, that's a whew. Oof. Mostly wake boats, if we're being honest. Like jet skis don't really. The only thing that bothers me about jet skis is they just they don't seem to have any respect for personal space but as no. far as like they don't really throw that big of a wake so it's not really that big of a deal water skiers right. yeah water skiers are again as long as they're kind of giving you some space not that big of a deal they don't throw much more of a wake than a than a you know a fishing boat going top speed not a big yep. deal but them fucking wake boats and what's this surfing we're doing i, I would like, just can we just throwing four footers on top of me what if, burn what every last about? one of those boats to the ground <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying there should be lakes. We have enough in Minnesota. Let's just dedicate a couple to strictly pleasure boats. And then they can all go there, have fun, toss these big wakes around, and then we can go enjoy fishing without getting swamped. I mean, on a it's, sunny day. I have a I have an <laughs> ideological issue with it war with myself because I'm I'm kind of uh you know, I'm falling kind of in the libertarian range of things where it's like, you know what? If you're not hurting anybody else, do you should be able to do anything. This is America, you know, whatever. But it's the hurting anybody else part that kind of gets into it. It's like yep. as long as what I want to do doesn't impede what somebody else wants to do or whatever you like to do doesn't impede what I want to do, well, then great. Then do it. I don't care what that might be. I don't care how weird I think it is. I don't. It doesn't matter <laughs> to me. Like, exactly. Hey, man, makes you happy. Knock yourself out. But that's the difference with wake boats is that yep. your recreation affects everybody else on the lake. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Literally everybody else on the lake. Guy trying to paddleboard. I don't get paddleboarding. I think it's the, one of the dumbest things you could ever do. <laughs> Kayaking is kind of fun, but now you want to do it standing up? Well, this yeah, is, no. This I'm is, good. This is, a, this is fun for you. Like, right. What are you doing? But, but hey, again. I don't have to do Close it. Close your if boat. That's you what know? you like to do. Knock yourself out. You do it. But they're out there trying to paddleboard, and yeah, here comes a four or five foot wake. Like that sucks. Right. You know? right. There goes my fun. Oh, people have heard me bitch about these ad nauseum, but it just it just gets under my skin so bad because. Mm -hmm. It does. It comes down to that. It's just like a selfish thing. It's like you think your pastime is more important than anybody else's. They should, they should yep. just have to deal with the repercussions because you want to wakeboard, wake surf, whatever. It's stupid. Yeah. Last was it was whitefish last year TOC. Yep. I believe. Yep. It was, yeah. Dude, there was a day up there. There was like no wind, and there's so many wake boats on that 
goddamn uh, lake. And it's a huge lake. It was a wash tub oh by my. like one o'clock. I I couldn't I couldn't go full speed on pad. It was just too rough. Really? It was too rough. Couldn't do it on that's four whitefish. That was on the big lake. <laughs> wow. Couldn't do it. Wow. It was just way. It was just there was just wakes running into each other. It was unreal. I, I never. Uh, my blood was just boiling that day. <laughs> it's so I was, frustrating. I was hot. It's so yeah, frustrating because so the water's so hard to read when you're trying to drive and you got wakes coming right, left, up, down, whichever way. It's like okay. Well, it's like <laughs> one thing when you're trying to just stay in the deck and fish, right? Yeah. But it's yep. a whole other. Like I can't even go from point A to point B, mm-hmm. like at a normal speed because I can't get on plane i'll just beat the shit out of myself and my boat <laughs> and everything's like and it's just not safe you know what i mean it's like oh exactly yeah there, there's that right like oh yeah yeah i speared a wave on that lake that sucks oh i've i've yet to do that yeah i'm I gonna knock on some wood right quick yeah one star <laughs> do not one star do not recommend <laughs> yeah, I, I can about imagine i've watched the four stories on uh youtube about people doing that it's, oh, yeah man that, it's not a situation i want to be in i think that was that was day two of our of our club tournament and uh tried to repeat i did well i won day one and then so i was trying to repeat that pattern but couldn't because the wind was just and it was just perfect it was like a northwest wind like sustained you know 15 plus oh gusting you know and like perfectly northwest so the way (laughs) the way lower whitefish runs is like northwest to southeast it's like so all day (laughs) all day these waves are just getting bigger and bigger 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 now i've I've taken some pretty big waves with my ranger it does those glass boats are great man they cut through waves no problem Yep. The problem was because it was such a consistent wind, perfectly down the chute of that lake, that the the um, frequency of the waves was stretching out. You're getting these bigger swells. So basically now oh. my boat was was fitting in between the the crests of these waves. Didn't really think it was a learning experience for me. <laughs> I hear so you. Yeah. I'm going up. I get on. I get on pad. I'm blowing across the lake. I'm like, yeah, this isn't working. Let's go to some of these smaller protected lakes. Let's try something else. And I'm looking on my map, like, okay, which where do I want to go? What do I want to try? And I just get hit by this wall of water. I mean, <laughs> a wall of water. Hat knocked off. Electronics pulled pushed forward. There's just a waterfall dumping from my deck into the pit <laughs> it's like i'm confident spitting. Like, oh no <laughs> instantly hit the bilge button you know i was like okay um so that happened yeah oh no <laughs> wait 10 minutes for my boat to drain out i get back up on i'm like all right get back up on plane i start going not as fast but now I'm paying attention, and then I see the next wave, and I spear the next one. I'm like, oh, my God. No way. Yeah, it's, I did, it, oh, I did no. it right after. So then it's like, okay, I guess I guess it's trimmed up Bro. and idle to the channel from here on out. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I need a bigger boat. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you'll How be fine. How big of a boat do you got? It's a 19-footer okay. so, or 18-9 okay. or whatever they are. Gotcha. Um, yeah, gotcha. so I think you would have been fine with a 20 or 21-foot. I think I yeah. literally think you would have been fine because you'd, you would have – you would have spanned, you know, from crest to crest. Yeah. Damn. First time I've ever, first time I've back ever done it. I hope too, I huh? never do it. Well, at least I saw it coming the second time. I was going to say that first one must have just been. And it wasn't as fast. I, mean, I was going pretty much full clip. 
the first gotcha the first time oh jeez oh jeez <laughs> yeah it didn't really hurt See, it's a wet socks it hurt my pride i had wet everything bro, <laughs> bro i had wet everything <laughs> oh no yeah i don't reckon don't do that yeah <laughs> don't, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try my best not yeah, to yeah, just <laughs> Keep an, keep an eye on that. I got a feeling it's coming, though. Like, I know eventually it's going to come and happen, but I just, I'm going to try to push that off for as long yeah. as possible. When it happens, you can, you'll think of me. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll shoot you a text. Yeah. Like, it happened. <laughs> yeah, remember that story about Spirit and Wave? Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. yeah. You are wet everywhere. Wow. Yeah, to the bone. <laughs> oh, God, that, that was miserable. Yeah, and I didn't fish well that day either. Oh, that's just a cherry on top, eh? Yeah, I mean, I again, I think I had my five, but I think I finished finished mid pack somewhere. It wasn't wasn't great after limits a limit though. Yeah, know? I mean, being on that that's my goal, and so every event every event I fished this year, whether it was a cash event or club event or TOC, I I, I had I weighed a full limit. Oh, so, there you go. So I, that's something to hang your hat on there. Yeah, I'm. I I took that. I'm like I'm taking that. Now, granted, I didn't fish that first weekend, which was a struggle bus for almost everybody. So, like I said, gotcha. they fished. They fished rum the first uh, first day, and I think shark was the only one that brought fish to the scale. And then they fished uh, east and west rush. Okay. And I don't remember how many people caught fish, but it wasn't very many. And I think uh, winning bag was only three fish. Wow. So it was it was a tough wow. it was a tough weekend. So Yeah. I have to keep I have to take that with a grain of salt. Like, okay, yeah, I caught a full limit every time I went out, but I didn't fish that weekend. <laughs> and right. I, clearly it was a tough weekend. So there's definitely no guarantee that I would have. Yeah, hey, there's that. And that there's and that. Rush Lake kicks my ass. Really? It just does. I've never fished a tournament out there for bass and I fish it for fun from time to time, and it just, I don't know, kicks my ass. Hey. I really want to figure it out because there's really good fish in it. I've never never been out to that one, honestly. I've never been on that lake. I've seen some of the weights that come out of that, and it's like, damn, where are you guys finding these fish? (laughs) (laughs) I've caught some nice ones out there, but it's like I can't find them consistently. Right. You know, like you'll catch something, you're like, okay. Let's do this. Let's try to repeat that pattern around the lake. Nope. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, it's super frustrating. <laughs> what are you, some it's of your? Do lakes, you have some huh? favorite lakes um, that you can share? I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to give any honey spots away? But it's <laughs> yeah, it's no, like saying, true, yeah, I like Minnetonka. True. Okay, we haven't given anything away. Everybody fishes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Well, I could tell you right now, I hate Minnetonka. Yeah, as we, a friend, we covered that. <laughs> I'm gonna figure that lake out. I got that one. Um, but no, I like, uh, so I grew up in Southern Minnesota, um, grew up in Otana. So I like okay. a lot of those lakes in the Faribault area, um, Shields, Waterville, uh, you know, all, Hey, all of them, horseshoe. Cedar, Hunt, Horseshoe, Cedar. Circle. Uh, what else is over there? T- uh, you got Tatanka, Sakata. That's a yeah. great, great fishery. Uh, we were, our club, we were supposed to go down there, uh, for an event on, for Lunker Squad, but the water was so low, you could barely get through to the uh to Sakata from Tatanka and it was just it was barely flowing it was all slimed out so that's when we went over to rice um over by Coronas there okay so, yeah we fished yeah. Uh, Joel, my buddy Joel and I fished uh Tatanka 
one day this year for fun. That was a struggle bus. Was it? Yeah. We ended up catching Dang. some fish. We caught some nice ones. Uh, but we didn't do that great. And then we left there and went to Horseshoe, I think. Okay. And then we're okay. struggling on Horseshoe and then stumbled upon the worst pattern I think I've ever fished ever. It was a Ned rig, super light, in like, I don't know, 12 feet of water or something like that. And you had to drag it painfully slow. Oh, no. And the bite was oh, super light. It got to the point where I was literally like, I wouldn't even, I'd cast out, let it fall, you know, watch my line, let it fall all the way to the bottom. And then I wouldn't look. I would like look the other way. I'm like bird boxing, just like dragging along. So I'm just <laughs> paying, I'm like trying to concentrate so much and just feel, you know, because anything, the, the bite was just so incredibly light. It was unreal. And again, we caught some really nice fish doing that, but I'm like, I can't believe them. I'm basically walleye fishing right now. This sucks. Yeah. Because oh, <laughs> be I tough. hate walleye fishing. Yeah, that would be tough for me. That would be, oh my. It was brutal. But it was, yeah. it was like, so, you know, we kind of found, kind of how we stumbled upon it is, we found this rock pile or whatever, and we were fishing it, and it wasn't getting bit. I'm like, I'm going to try a Ned rig, and, you know, I was kind of think I wasn't paying attention. I was dragging it, and I'm like, oh, there's one. Kind of caught one. I'm like, oh, they're here. So then drop that one, pick up a jig, throw it down there, can't get bit, can't get bit, nothing, cranking it, nothing, chatterbait, nothing. I'm like, dang, go back to the Ned rig, jigging it, hopping it, nothing, nothing, and then go back to that slow drag, thump, and like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, oh that's literally the only way oh, you're gonna catch him today oh, huh? oh, wow oh. okay <laughs> kind of giant bullhead that day that was kind of cool <laughs> the thing was huge like, on a ned yeah on the ned rig <laughs> yeah, those it, things dude. can bite hard hey oh i love it i love i love fighting fish like that i don't i'm not a really big fan of catching them per se like i'm not gonna go out and target bullhead or or anything like that but if I accidentally catch one, oh yeah, I'm I'm a game for the fight. You know, I love yeah. that. <laughs> no, like I got him. What I mean is they bite hard. I mean they bite hard. Like you go to lip yeah. it like a bass, and I'm trying to get the hook. Like he clamped down on my thumb a couple times. <laughs> and I was literally like, ow! Like that actually really hurts. And all of a sudden he does it again. I'm like, ow! What the hell? <laughs> I caught so many bullheads as a kid. I don't remember this. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm saying. Like, what in the hell? Like that actually hurt. Do not again. One star. Do not recommend. Either, so. no, they, they taste pretty good though. Yeah. No. I, I would. I would definitely agree with that. Especially if you smoke them. Ooh, smoke bullets. Can't say I've ever had yeah. that. Yeah. I, I. So I grew up having a camper on Cicada. Actually, at Camp Dells. Uh, so my they had a bullhead days downtown mm. in Waterville. So we'd go down there and they'd had some fried and but smoked bullhead was definitely my really my favorite way to eat them. Yeah. I never even heard that. Me either until that day. (laughs) It's it's really good. It's actually really good. How was Green Lake on Spicer? That looks like a fun lake. It oh that it's quickly making making my top lake list. I'll tell you that it's I mean super clear and big smallies as long as the walleye walleye tournaments don't go out out of there. But seriously, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on with people just killing smallmouth out there? As you, have, have you heard no any news idea. on that? Are they getting close to busting anybody? I haven't heard any news past the the last of like bass event that was out there. I know there was like a bunch of DNR guys and and people taking 
taking notes and stories down from guys that were that had like eyewitness accounts and things like that. But I haven't heard anything since then. I I know that it did happen like a decade or so ago. Um, the same same sort of thing. Walleye tournament went out of green, and the next day there's a bunch of floating big smallies with clearly knife wounds to the gills, and it's it makes zero sense. And it that is one of the things that irks me, man. Like just that, that... aimlessly killing animals. What what are we doing? Well, like it, it just it gets under my skin more than honestly anything that that you could do. Like you leave trash, I I hate it, but whatever. But why are we taking a resource away from someone else who thoroughly enjoys it? It makes no sense to me. Well, and it just is a black mark on all of sportsmen. Oh, hundred percent. We're supposed to be out there conserving the lands, and we're supposed, you know, we like to pride ourselves and. You know, well, it's our tax dollars that go for this and our license fees that go for that. You know, we like to pat ourselves in the back for all this stuff, which is great. And, and a lot of times it's actually true. And then you got these jackasses out there doing shit like that. Yep. It's like that's yep. a bad mark on all of us. Well, yeah, because people not don't just, differentiate. Yeah, it's not just fishermen that are noticing. It's not just bad fish, bass fishermen. Somebody's out there in their pontoon or they wash up on their shoreline or the beach. Nobody wants to see that. No. You know, and nope. you can clearly see that they were killed on purpose. Right. That's so, the other thing. So That's now, the other thing. So now people that aren't fishermen are seeing this wanton waste going on out there, and they're just gonna they're just gonna throw all fishermen into that into that box. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just mm-hmm. that. Oh my God, does that piss me off? I can't yep. wait until they catch this, these these I know. I really hope that it actually comes to a like a conclusion here with they find. I really, I really hope like it's or... one guy, but for as many pictures and that I'm hearing, I don't, yep, I don't it, think it's one guy. No, it sounds like a whole club worth of guys doing uh... it. You know what I mean? Whenever they accidentally hook one, trying to catch walleye, oh, there's too many smallmouth in the lake. And you know, you know, some of these guys, somebody's it's like just keep your ears open because somebody's yep. gonna get drunk in the bar and start chirping. Someone's 100%. gonna say something sooner or later. People that do shit like that, they can't keep their mouth shut. No. They brag about that shit. And it's the dumbest thing to brag about because you don't be, oh my. Yep. I don't, speechless, honestly, when I saw that post come through on Facebook. Same. I was just speechless. Instantly livid. And I was like, what the fuck is going on out there? You've got to be shitting me. I mean, I like, you know, everybody listening to the show knows I, I, I dog on walleye fishing a lot. It's just not my jam. I mean, I, I'll fish for him. <laughs> if it like jigging for him is kind of fun, I like that. Yep. I'll have an ice fish yep. for him, you know. But that's what it, I, yep, ice fish is me. When it comes down to like rigging, you know, like dragging a Lindy rig around, I just can't think of a more boring way to fish. I just, it just doesn't excite me. But, and I like the little, I like the back and forth, you know, walleye guy versus bass guy, bass guy versus walleye. It, it's fun, you know, it's fun yep. to jab each other. It's kind of like the border battle, Packers, Vikings, you know, it's, it's, I like it. I, I like the jaw jacking. It's fun. But yep. it's all ton and tongue in cheek. I, I don't mean any of it. It would never cross my mind to just gill a walleye because I I was trying to catch a smallmouth and the walleyes kept biting my bait. This is the right. last thing that would ever cross my mind to do that. Yeah. Uh, no. Same. Same. I don't know why that's even a thought. Like it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense with with being a fisherman or an angler or an outdoorsman or something. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I, you know, you can only speculate like what they're wasting bait on these trash fish that they call bass or something. I guess that's the only thing I can think of. You know, they're spending yeah. premium money on a 
<laughs> 10 dozen spot tail shiners or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're using bait. How cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Live, that's a, yeah. You get into that. Live bait guys, huh? Well, I could outfish you any day. Oh, though. yeah. Well, they, shiners? Yeah, you sure know, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could put together a really nice bag of smallmouth on my lax, too, using spot tail shiners. 100%. <laughs> Real nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that. Again, I like I like all that jaw jacking. People are like, "Oh, bass are so easy to catch," and then you can come back at them with like, "Well, if they are, I don't know why you're not just going out and winning money." Yep, exactly. Why don't you join one of these tournaments and go win? Thirty thousand dollars just waiting for you right there. You can catch them so easy. Go get them. Yep. Yeah, go fish an open, dude. Yeah, just do it. What are you doing? Wasting your time fishing for walleyes? Go take that money and buy more. fireball jigs or something i don't know what you guys spend your fucking money on <laughs> you only ever you only ever use the same thing every time you go out right right <laughs> unreal no i do i do like the i yeah i like the shit talk back and forth but that crosses a line big time oh yeah big oh yeah 100 percent. so you, you do some ice fishing too huh i do i do, do you not get much big, you get big into it or no no <laughs> I used to, I'll say that I used to in high school, um, when, you know, sports kind of took over open water season and, and fall. Um, so winter was the time when you could make your hay. So I did a lot in high school. Uh, but since kind of bass fishing has been number one for the last few years, it's kind of taken a back seat. but I like to go out, I don't know, 15, 20 times. And that's, so I only keep fish in the winter. Okay. Um, I'm not sure why. That's just kind of I, I like the I like the cold water. My mental my mental psyche is a little better when I catch them out of cold water. And sure. I don't know, maybe it's just something personal. Um, so that's when I, I'll go out and that's when I walleye fish or crappie fish or, or things like that and try to put some meat in the freezer and have some have some fish for dinner and throughout the winter and things like that. So well, it's a good what? time though. You know, you can you can be competitive in the winter too. There's tournament ice leagues. I'm in Minnesota See, yeah. made outdoors, and it's a ton of fun. <laughs> it's, I just I don't know. I'd I'd have to do my some research on it. It just I don't know how I could be competitive ice fish. I just like to kind of sit over the hole and oh, no, drink no, a no, couple no, no, cold be, beverages. No, and... There's none of that. <laughs> it's 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 just like of water fishing. There's no eating. <laughs> like you just you just you just grind you just get into it and you pop eight zillion holes and you're just trying to make it happen it's, i hear you it's a ton of fun dude like it really it, i might have to hop into one this year really see is. what see what happens it really is well i'll just get you out on the ice and we'll kind of just for fun you know kind of oh yeah it. no definitely. the reason me the reason my buddy joel and i got into it in the first place we saw that minnesota made had some openings and uh i just i was like should we do this Cause this is basically how we fish anyways. Like we just go out. We are, we were not bucket fishermen. We were not drill two holes, sit down, put the house up. They either bite or they don't. That was not us. We were constantly drilling holes Gotcha. and chasing fish and trying to get on the bite. And so we were kind of already doing this. We're like, well, let's see where we stack up. Holy shit. We learned a lot. I mean, there's <laughs> like, it, it's unreal. Like when you get into tournament ice fishing, it's like everything changes. Like the way you view lakes and chase fish and just some crazy shit. Middle of winter, you know, that's pretty typical. You weekend warriors like go to the main basin where all the other fish houses are, and it's like I never fish there now, like mm. ever, like ever, ever. <laughs> I'm finding my own fish. There's there's so many fish in the lake in other spots 
especially when it comes to like bluegills. You get a nice clear lake with bluegills in it wintertime. I've literally caught them as shallow as three feet under the ice. Wow. Nobody is checking that shit out. And if they no. are, I guarantee you. I know I ain't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah. That's that's news to me right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's fun because it's more target, you know, oriented. It's it's more like it really is kind of more like tournament bass fishing in the, than you do in the summer because you're you're really breaking down a lake and you're targeting specific structure and you're putting this pattern together and again you're you're not just trying to catch fish. You're trying to catch the biggest fish. Right. So right. and again, those bigger bluegills those bigger crappies they kind of become different creatures hmm. you know that's what you can go out to mm-hmm. those big deep holes in the basins where the permanent shacks are that's kind of where your big schools of smaller fish live and right. sometimes you can get some nice ones out there but generally those bigger ones they find their own jam you know it's 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 a lot of fun so how does like a like a, what do you, is that all just like measuring or or how do you kind of judge uh, so the format, the format is you can keep, um, it's a team format and you keep seven or, uh, eight and eight, eight bluegills. Wait, is that right? Or seven or seven? Yeah. No, it's eight. No. Jeez. I can't even remember. It's seven and seven. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes. It's seven and seven, seven bluegills, seven crappies. And then if you have a full limit, you get a bonus fish. So you'd be weighing okay. 15 fish is what you hope to weigh in. And generally speaking, you're gonna you're gonna want eight crappies because they are generally bigger than bluegills. But that depends gotcha. on the lake and depends on the day. So sometimes some days you'll weigh eight bluegills and seven crappies, which we call that a goofy bag. But it's it's yeah, and it's it's weight. You just bring it to scale. They put them in a basket just like you do on a bass tournament, and total weight total weight wins. Mm. And then there's big crappie and big gill, you know, side pots for each event. Gotcha. Which is it's a lot of fun. Great group of yeah, great no. group of guys. It's it's a ton of fun. It seems like it. See, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to do some do some looking into that a little bit. Here yeah, I mean if you winter. if you like the competitive nature and you already like the, the ice fish, it's you know, passes the winter. Yeah. I, yeah, no, that's that's why I ice fish. Gotta gotta do something. Yeah, know? exactly. And might as well take it to the next level. We're always hey. We're always looking for teams. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Get into it. Uh, what are your goals coming up? Oh boy, goals. Getting all tricks. Yeah. Well, that yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a I'm big right goal. There, right there with yeah. you. Um, no, I mean these next couple. I suppose more recent or or goals that are coming up. Uh, just to kind of continue to be consistent. I'm trying to make the TLC again. Uh, for for clubs um and i'm chasing down that aoi you know i'm i want to be consistently good in that yeah. in that aspect oh, of things you. um um for for club events and and also the the next level and i'm debating debating going to a, like a trying to test my luck in a toyota series as a co okay. in the next couple of years sure. or or an open as a co um but we'll see that's all kind of up in the air you know just thoughts um but but yeah no i'm gonna focus on this this club stuff i want to make toc and then see where we see where we kind of go from there you know i just want to make a name for myself in the state and 
keep keep grinding. You got uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I'm 24. I'll be 25 okay. in November. So you got tons of time yet. So are you in a in a perfect world? Everything works out. Would you, would you want to be on that big stage? Like, are you trying to get to the Bassmaster Classic? Like, is this kind of the oh, yeah. main carrot? Yep, that's my that's my. I mean, it that's sounds. Dream. I don't know. To me, it sounds like arrogant or cocky or something like that. But that's not who I am or what I'm trying to come across. I just that's where I want to be. I want to fish on the Elite Series. I want to fish for a Bassmaster Classic. That's I mean, been my dream since I watched these guys on ESPN growing up. You know, yeah. so that's just that's where I want to get to. And if it's I got to take the long road and do it the club way, I'll do it. You know, but we're gonna. Just gonna kind of see what's what the future holds. You know? no, I don't think it's arrogant at all. I mean, I, th- I think I don't think you're alone. I mean, obviously there's some ego involved. We have we all have it. We wouldn't be competitive fishing if we didn't have it. We wouldn't you know? Wouldn't, yep. Obviously we have the competitive spirit. We wouldn't be tournament fishing if we didn't have the competitive spirit. So yeah, I think I mean even me at the young age of 48 years old would love to see myself <laughs> on the stage someday. I mean it's not gonna. I shouldn't say it's not gonna happen, but it's it's a long shot, right? This is. Yep. Yeah, it's a young man's game, you know, uh, but I feel like I can hang. I just need to get a little more knowledge, you know. Exactly. Energy-wise, I still feel pretty good. My my body isn't so broke down that I can't fish for eight hours, you know. Right. So, right. yeah, go. I, I think it would be kind of cool if you made it there through the club thing. It would be a kick-ass story, you know. Yep. I mean, Pat Schlapper did it from yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean that's – what a cool story that would be. You I know. know. Like <laughs> a rags to riches kind of a thing, you know. I you know, right. So cool. But even even just paying the fees, you know, fishing the opens and, and earning it that way is, is just as braggable. I mean, you, that, going up against some of the best. Yeah. No, that's very true. That's very true. Do you have um, a preference or opinions on, like, big five versus, like, MLF style total weight? Uh, well, y- yes and no. Yes and no. So honestly, I love I love the MLF style because of fish care, um, because of I feel like I'm really good at catching fish. <laughs> so, right. no, Bruce, not yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. big ones, right? <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. I feel like hey, you kind of excel in that format. Um, but there's something about that, that five fish limit hunting for your biggest five that you can find in that day. And the weigh in is just, I mean, you can't beat the weigh in. Yeah. After, and that's, that's kind of the tricky thing too. Cause I think, I think some even big five events are going to weigh release, Yep. you know, yep. and so it's going to be, you're still going for the big five, but you're not going to have the big reveal at the, yep. you know, the big weigh in at the end. And that, that does. That I like. I understand why they're doing it, you know, for fish care, and and that's that's great. I don't want to take anything away from that, but man, you do lose a little bit of that excitement element. Like yep, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have then that thing that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast of watching somebody go to the scales and you going, ah, oh, yep, they got it. Yeah, right, like, right. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that. You would just go look at the leaderboard. It would kind yep. of be anticlimactic. Exactly. That's, and that's the other thing that I don't like. I like that there's the the live leaderboard, right? Like you could be watching where you're at all day. But then again, at the same time, I kind of like the not knowing part of a tournament, right? You just kind of right. at the end of the day, well, let's go see. You never know. Maybe yeah. nobody else caught a fish today. Right. Well, we're going to win this thing. But 
nope, that didn't happen. So <laughs> well, it's like TOC when you're standing there and you're just watching the television screen and you're like, oh, oh I just fell again. Oh, my God, anxiety was again. through the roof watching that. Screen, <laughs> I watched man. you were pacing back and forth. <laughs> oh yeah, oh it was horrible. My palms are sweating. I had to take my sweatshirt off. It was horrible. That was a wreck. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, you were you were sweating it out. It was it was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got enjoyment out of it. Well, I mean, I was out of it, so it didn't matter to me. <laughs> the pressure was way off. I was just trying to stay in the top 25, and that even that didn't. I was I just wanted to stay in the first screen, you know. Right? No. Hey, yeah. Like, oh, and there I go. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> damn. Four flights. You know, you're like, oh god, this is terrible. Yeah. So oh, many fish a... to be weighed in yet. I know, I know. That was a big old derby. It was so much fun. You know, to see that oh, many it was people. a ton of fun. It was bass fishing. Like, oh, that's sick. You know what I learned about on that was like, I actually really enjoyed fishing the river. Like, that's a, yeah. a style so pretty much alien to, you know, where I'm at and fishing, you know, primarily lakes or if you are fishing a river, it's a tiny river. And that shit, that was a whole different thing. And, and a little mad and disappointed with myself as far as like not doing it earlier. You know, I guess yeah. the big river just intimidated me, but once I got on there, I'm like, this ain't nothing. This is no, I hear that. No big deal, you know. And it was a ton of fun, like a ton of fun. It was a, it was a blast. Our club event down there, I shit the bed. I that was my worst <laughs> event. I weighed, that was my drop. I weighed one fish. I caught one fish Oof. all day. And I was with Pasma, so like a known river guy in the state, you know, like he knows what he's doing, and I just watched him catch fish all day. That's I learned Oof, so much duh. about fishing the river behind him. Um, just from literally watching him and he was talking to himself and I would no, oh, Jesus, I'm gonna take a note right there. Uh that was little nugget of information. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I caught one fish and I waded in and the days of practice leading up to TLC, I was on a nice northern grind, uh a bunch of dogfish, <laughs> you know. I caught a crappie on a swim jig. I don't oh it was on a wing dam, like we're fishing a wing dam and I catch a crappie. It was just like that's how the river was for me. Wow. And then we got to TOC and it was a completely different, different ball game, but the Boulders did something completely different than sure. I had done on the right. TOC too. So it was, yeah, it was fun. And just like you said, something that, I, damn, I wish I would have got on this river a lot earlier in my life. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to find myself going down there just for funsies from time to from time to time. Oh, yeah. Cause it was, it was different. Yep. Um, and I really want to kind of learn it. I think it would be fun to learn it and find where those bigger, again, going back to that, you know, finding the bigger ones. Like I caught fish every day, but I wasn't getting the good ones. Right. I did right. limit myself because me just not paying attention to details, didn't realize it was pools four and five. I thought it was just four. Oh. So, and I, I guess most of the bigger largemouth anyways were coming out of five, which I mm-hmm. didn't spend a single second on. And I definitely wasn't going to explore it during the TOC. Oh, no. So it's like, well, yeah. let me just stick to what I've learned on my club. Did, so you stay, so you, did you go up to Pepin? Nope. Okay. Okay. Even, so you stayed even, Main River on four, huh? Yep. Yep. I didn't even go into Pepin. I, nice. I kept it small. I mean, I needed, I needed to keep it small. I didn't have time to yep. run around and, and search, you know? So. Yep. No, I hear you. I fished small and, and yeah, and found my fish that way. Um, hey, I mean, you brought a limit each day. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah, I was pretty happy. <laughs> Something I, yeah, to be fished, said about fished that. Fished it four times and brought in four bags. So, hey, 
that's, that's all that matters right there. Bad at it. Yeah, you can't complain, baby. No, hell yeah, can't complain. Awesome. So what? Right. What do you? Do you have any? Like, what are your plans with Dreaded Outdoors? Or do you have a YouTube channel? Like, you have anything like social media that you're working on, or is that just kind of a side? Side. Yeah, note? I mean, kind of. Uh, side note in a bit, but trying to gain momentum at the same time. Okay. Um, so I have, I mean, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram everything basically at the dreaded outdoors um and i'm trying to just you know break the stigma um around people of color in the outdoors at least where i came from it was almost taboo to to see someone of color fishing on a lake down there so we were always kind of my brother and i were always you know the only ones and we're i'm just want to show kiddos that hey there's people out here that look like you that do this if you will have an interest in it go give it a shot and it kind of the dreaded outdoors is something that i want to rope into my full-time job i'm a diversion case manager so i work to keep kids basically out of the system if they okay. come through with a first-time non-violent offense um rather than going out of court they come to my diversion team and we you know think of whether it's underlying mental health conditions that need to be addressed or or a mentorship program or you know just write a reflection paper and think about this what you what you could do differently like stuff like that uh to kind of keep their records clean and keep them out of the system so eventually i want to rope in this outdoor stuff with with that side of things so i want to take kids out fishing out on a hike um and just kind of explore nature with them um and and have those mentorship conversations you know like how's school going why aren't we why aren't we showing up what's causing us to not get our homework done why are we acting out this that the other thing um but to me nature's always been that place if i'm having a hard time or going through a rough patch or something happened with family member whatever that may be um go out on the boat go out in the woods i don't even need to be fishing or hunting i just need to kind of be out there and just feel centered um and i know i'm not alone there so if i can kind of expose other individuals especially if they're in the heart of minneapolis st paul and don't know that places like minnehaha falls the mississippi river they're right there and (laughs) so close to you but just have no idea that they're there calhoun i mean or right oh yeah i can't ever say what the um what bidet mccoska bidet mccoska god i don't know why there i struggle with that one god <laughs> give me some vowels in there that's where... <laughs> <laughs> what what are we doing but, here but, but right right like places just like that you know they're yeah. literally in the heart of of minneapolis and and i think that that's a resource that could be taken advantage of for the better and there's um, a there's especially... a fair there's a fair amount of like urban stocking programs too like some small lakes and they they dump in adult fish Yep. Like big bluegills and crappies and, you know, bass, all sorts of stuff, and catfish right. even. And, um, yeah, there's tons of urban fishing opportunities, and it's just – I agree. Like, I don't know why it's not a bigger thing with yep. inner city youth. And I, I'm getting – well, I do know why because it's just – it's not passed down to them. You know, they're, exactly. if your parents don't do it, then you're likely – Why would you? You're yep. likely not going <laughs> to – yeah, if you're not exposed to it, it's it's, it's an uphill battle. But, yep. No, exactly. Um, I should get you in contact with. Are you familiar with Campfire Evolution? I've I've heard. I've definitely heard of it. Um, not too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as familiar, but okay. I've definitely. I've I'll definitely send, heard of it. Yeah, it's also in Chili Dog your way. He, uh, Orlando Childs, a really good friend of mine. He's out in California. He put uh, Campfire Evolution, person of color, and um, he's kind of 
doing a similar thing, but in, in more of the hunting realm. But I think I think okay. you and him would have an interesting. I think he's still doing his podcast. <laughs> I guess I'll reach out to him. But um, yeah, I'll I'll pass your information on, and uh, you guys can talk. That would be I think that'd be interesting. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I hope I hope all those things go well. Another thing for you to um, look out for. So through Minnesota Made Outdoors, which is the tournament ice fishing league that I that I'm a member in that you should totally come and check out this winter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We just started a nonprofit called future anglers of Minnesota fan for short. There it is. And so what we're looking to do is instead of like, you know, like take a kid fishing day where they get hundreds of kids and they go to a trout pond and, you know, try to get them exposed to that way, which is great. Not, I'm not, poo-poo in that at all I'm, I'm super thankful that organizations like that are out there but what we're trying to do is change or what we want to do is change um like a few people's lives in a big way so right. so okay. we're going to raise this money and instead of spreading it out to thousands of kids we're going to like you know basically handpick or there'll be like nominations and we'll board members will go through and we'll vote on it's so like depending on how much money we raised, you know, pick one, two, three, four, five kids and then just set them up. So like we had That's our first awesome. one this year, just one kid and, um, set them up with lifetime fishing license. Um, you know, a new drill, a clam plate, you know, a, a bunch of stuff. And love we're, that. Man. We're hoping to really, really, really grow it. So yeah, go ahead find everybody, not just you. But go, you know, find FAM on Facebook, Future Anglers of Minnesota, yeah. and give that a like. I think it's at like 600 and some likes right now. So I really want to see that number grow uh, exponentially and just and really grow this thing. And we just had oh, a charity sure. golf tournament. I don't golf. Golf is stupid. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's for the children. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, though, right? I mean, so. Yeah, um, hey, end of the day. But yeah. I, w- I think there's something to. I think there's kind of it doesn't have to be like an official partnership, but I, I think there's definitely something that you know Dreaded Outdoors and Fam can you know at least be keep open lines of communication, you know for sure. If you got some you know some kid that you, he's got the fishing bug, but his parents don't have means, because what we really don't want to see is we don't want to see money be a barrier for entry. No, you know, for sure. some kids got sure. the bug. And he's living in North Minneapolis or whatever, and he just can't get out. And so with not just giving them tackle and stuff like that, like this comes with a mentorship program, you know, yeah. the the members of Minnesota Made and the board members of FAM, like we're, we're going to be there for you as mentors. We're going to, you know, take you out, take you under our wing, teach you some stuff. And like you said, with the kids that you work with, like, hey, why why aren't you? why are you missing school or why are you getting in trouble? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just having that positive role model. And oh. then you have this shared interest of fishing. You know, I just think like anything outdoors, fishing, hunting, hiking, camping, whatever it is, it's those deep conversations you can have with, with kids that they're not being preached to. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. Like it, it reaches exactly. them at a, on a different level, more personal level. Cause you're out here and you're sharing this experience, this shared passion, this shared thing. And then you can kind of have the, so how's school going? Conversations like that, you know? And exactly. I just think that's more poignant, much more effective and hopefully altering the course of, 
of some of these kids. And they, I know they don't always have to be bad kids too. It's just like if there's a if there's a good kid that's getting straight A's and he likes to fish, like he's there's no reason he can't be a nomination for this thing too, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, nope. Yep. But it's uh yeah, keep keep that in mind moving forward. I will for sure. I will. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we'll be we'll be we'll be watching dreaded outdoors and hopefully <laughs> that thing that thing grows and uh, yeah. I'll be fishing against you in the TOC next year. Hey, do we know where that's at yet? No, I haven't. Okay. No, no, yeah. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, they haven't announced it. Uh, they could have. I, I'm just really bad about details. We covered that. I didn't <laughs> know I could fish pool yeah. five. So right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just is what it is. But we'll give every. So everything's just dreaded outdoors. All the different yep. social medias. Yep, on everything. Just at the dreaded outdoors. Don't yep. No spaces. No nothing. That's it right there. All right, right on. <laughs> kick ass. It's a kick ass name. Do you, do you have any merch? You got hats. Yeah, uh, so cool? I'm working on that over the winter. Yeah, right, so cool. I'm working with uh, cool. Fabiano on getting a new logo. Um, so we're working on all that stuff, and once I can get that going, then I'm gonna start transitioning into some t-shirts, hats, stickers, things like that. Just small stuff right yeah, now, and yeah, then nah, no. see where we see where we go. It's a cool name. I think there. I think there's a, a chance for a small market there. I mean, it's it's a it's kind of, it's a cool name. I think it's catchy. It's catchy as hell. I, like I appreciate it. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, if, we, if we can, let's uh, let's put a line together someday. Hey, hey, I appreciate I'll you. I'll get you on me. the ice. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's coming up here too. Eh? Hell yeah, it'll be it here before you know, and I can't wait. I know. Let's go. <laughs> let's yeah, go. I'm sure we'll be talking. <laughs> we will. All right, take it easy, man. Yeah, you as well. Have a good one. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv when you go out there and the fish are where you think they are any one of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting fishing that i know right here at hogs cave Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.